welcome to the Anomaly Presents podcast, the podcast about genre movies, the genre movies that inspired us to create a genre film festival. That's the Anomaly Film Festival in Rochester, New York. My name is Matt Knotts. We have a thing on Anomaly Presents uh, around sequels, and we love when... The, the filmmaker that made the original movie just takes the Etch-A-Sketch and just shakes the shit out of it before making the the sequel. And this one is one of my favorites, and I'm excited to hear what the folks joining me tonight feel about it. It's Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, our second Golden and Globus film. First one being The Apple, so I feel like this is a good second. Doing so good! <sighs> These are classic cuts! Ugh. I just, I want to make this just a canon podcast at this point. I'll help you. So, KP, you didn't hear anything. We're going to slowly do this. Leave this out of the recording. We're taking over. So slowly, no one will even notice. Exactly. All right. So, joining me tonight on this trip through the greatest cinematic offering Texas has ever given us are, are a couple of our podcastronauts. Enter and sign in, please. Megan. Hi. Oh, Megan, this movie's so fun. I can't wait to talk about it. It's just, how could you not be smiling when you watch this? And KP. Hi, I was definitely grimacing at a lot of parts in this movie, but I found it very enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> so Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Where do we even start? So it was, how many years was it? It was 1986, 1974, I think it was the original, right? That sounds about right. So we're talking a decade and a little mother. <laughs> so, yeah, a little over a decade. Um, everybody, uh, we've all seen Texas Chainsaw, the original, right? Yes. Okay. So nope. it, it's a pretty gritty, almost cinema oh, no. verite. What? <laughs> KP has not. KP has not. Oh, wow. boy. We dropped you I'm in the fasted. deep end. Am I delayed? Yeah. How did yeah, this? Yeah. Yeah. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there was a bit of a delay. Um, so we'll take that like, again. No, so Megan and I have seen the original and KP has not. Um, which makes this even more wild for you, KP. Yeah. <laughs> So this is the polar opposite of what the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is. Um, original Texas Chainsaw Massacre almost looks like... It looks like a sun-baked snuff film. And I mean that with love. Yeah, they, it, it's it's almost cinema verite. Like, it, it could be a documentary. This in no way could be mistaken for anything but a giant cartoon. Everything is just day glow. I mean, right from the start with our high school buddies there. Oh, my God. The freaking um, what, fossil glass. Oh. Yeah, the, uh, the eyeball glasses. I had those sunglasses. Did you? Nice. <laughs> Already, they're like, we're not killing hippies anymore. We're killing yuppies. Yes. And I was like, Mwah. I was like, oh, I can't wait for these guys to go. All right. I'm like, fantastic. End these, end these gentlemen, please. I'm done with them. <laughs> yeah, just the two most obnoxious yuppie yeah. teens. Well, well done, movie. I'm in. I'm already in. Calling to, to torment our heroine, Stretch. Yeah, I couldn't kill him fast enough. I'm like, how yeah. much practice did that guy do? Yeah, well, do you think, Ellie, how much practicing of laughing did that guy do? Like, do you think he drove everyone in his life crazy? I just have to do it right, guys. Yeah, he had to get into a character. Did you, though? (laughs) (laughs) 
I feel like there's there's a lot of that in this where everybody had to practice their their giant emotional laugh or scream to get get through this one. Quality screams, quality. But yeah, so uh, it opens on a, what, a deserted road in, in northern yeah. Texas where our, our two dumb buddies <laughs> are <laughs> driving around terrorizing people and shooting out road signs. <laughs> shooting shit they're in texas so they're like why not i guess i don't we don't need motivation they're dicks no they're just complete and total assholes Tor- tormenting the dj on the the very fancy car phone <laughs> apparently there isn't a system to shut the call off <laughs> I mean, that seems to be a problem like that that's a systemic problem you need to like wor- get a kill switch on that <laughs> And the kill switch in this case was the Sawyer family. Was the Sawyer family? It was very helpful. Ah. Yeah. So um, they decided to play chicken with the wrong pickup truck, and it happened to be mm-hmm. our good friends Chop Top and Leatherface, um, and a puppet of their dearly departed brother Nubbins. Yes. The- <laughs> puppet show I've ever seen. He's just so happy jumping up on there. I kept wondering who that was. I was like, who is this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you kind of don't need to know. I mean, obviously they use bodies for puppets, but it was a beloved brother from the first movie. Yeah. He, <laughs> no. He's kind of the guy that starts the action in the first movie. They, they let nothing go to waste. No. They're family. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're like, first thing we do, we tan him. And we put them back together. <laughs> the thing I find fascinating is that Nubbins and Chop Top are twins. Yeah. Oh, oh, do you know how Bill Mosley got the role? Tell me. Okay, so this is cool because it's interesting that, that their characters are twins because uh, Bill Bill Mosley was in a fan film called Texas Chainsaw Manicure. And he basically played the Nubbins character at the end. He was doing an impression. And uh, somehow uh, Toby Hooper got a copy of it and was like, this is the guy. So he got cast from a fan film. And he was like over over the moon. He was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And you can tell that he's so happy to be there. Chop Top is, I don't want to say my favorite yes. of the Sawyers. that's worrisome. Um, he is a lot of fun in a terrible, terrible way. Yeah. But. <laughs> it just, it's just, it's just, a, it's the damn metal hanger. This whole thing where it's just light in it and scratching and hands eating. Down. All the hands. Yeah. The puppet hands. The. All <laughs> the. Uh, that is a you know what that is a unique character that has never been you know done oh, again God. in cinema. Duplicated, equaled, you can't get near it. No, everyone just stays away. Like, don't try to do Chop Chop. He did it completely. It's done. What was your impression of Chop Top, KP? Uh, he immediately creeped me out as soon as I saw him. But I will tell you, like. He immediately sold me because of like two things. One, when he wouldn't leave, I she just kept saying exit, and so I thought of like Shit's Creek, where they're trying to get Roland to leave in that first episode, and he just isn't getting the hint. So I immediately lost it there. And then <laughs> also, like when he gets you know smacked in the head by Leatherface with a chainsaw, and he's just losing it because he's so upset about his wig, not the Sonny Bono wig, and like. I'm always on the wigs all the time. <laughs> so I understand his pain. 
my plate. <laughs> you just get so angry, like, gosh darn it, my plate. Which you know, uh, you know, you can see it, it, it get damn, it did yeah. get damaged. The whole brain's burning. Oh man, the whole brain's burning. <laughs> We're just gonna start oh, yeah. quoting them. <laughs> and my my, fa- my favorite, uh, lick my plate, dog dick. Yes. <laughs> like that's poetry, right? <laughs> so I have um, to ask this about the wigs. How happy were you when you realized that that wasn't how he was gonna walk through the rest of the movie? Oh, I was very happy it was gone. <laughs> Let a freak flag fly. And also, like, did he get paler? Like, that's another question. Because, like, he, or maybe it's because it was just, like, the red, uh, the the lighting in the radio station. But, like, I felt like as the movie went on, he got paler and paler. And I don't know if maybe I just, like, blinked and he was like that the whole time. But (laughs) is he just rubbing himself in chalk? I don't understand. (laughs) No, I I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, like a chinchilla bath. Yeah, I, I think it was daylight, and you know, oh, it's, daylight's not good for the Sawyer family. Yeah. It's it's not their friend. To, to quote RuPaul's Drag Race, it's uh, good from afar, but far from good when you get into daylight. <laughs> um, yeah, he gets real gray. It's real gray. Yeah. Um, that's that's okay. He's a colorful character. His skin doesn't have to match. He's a whole rainbow of crazy. Cut my goddamn Sonny Bono wig in half. <laughs> yeah, he was so upset. He just had the <laughs> most character, I felt like. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to Nom Land. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm very curious if KP ever goes back to watch the original, how like Leatherface is portrayed in this film with like an interior life and where in like the original, he's just like an unknowable killing machine. And now you're like, oh, but look, he's got a girlfriend and and his brothers treat him like crap. I, that's relatable. Like I relate to Leatherface. I get it, buddy. He is kind of adorable in parts. Yeah, there, there are parts. I'm not saying all of it. I'm just saying there are parts like, oh, like, like, like he's embarrassed at his girlfriend with his family. Like in his eyes, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like it's, you know, family. Oh, guys, come on. I brought her home for dinner. <laughs> Ever so gently putting the face on her. He's like, just, and he's just gently, just, oh my God. <laughs> let me get this perfect on you. <laughs> <laughs> and then the hat. Yes, gotta complete the look. <laughs> no one will ever notice who you are now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> foolproof. <laughs> uh, it's just the whole movie is full of like these interesting characterizations. Like every character is fascinating. Where like again, the first. I, I like the first, but the first is like kind of this like. Um, there's some jerk kids in a van and this family of unknowable monsters, you know, where here, like you understand each mem- They have a name. This is the first time uh, the Sawyers are named. They don't have a name in the first in the first film, if I remember correctly. And then, you know, you have like a, a final girl who has it. The the the, the, the was it, uh Oh crap! Is it JP who works? He's got a personality. Like everyone has. Like of course, then there's Dennis Hopper, who's all personality. Like you have all these characters that are fascinating, and each one I could watch forever. 
I, I feel like it's kind of two different movies with with Stretch and and LG, and then when Lefty shows up. <laughs> well, I feel like when Dennis Hopper got to set. Well, I absolutely lost it when he just goes <laughs> to pick out the chainsaws. Yeah, when he goes to pick out the chainsaws, Lefty's on well, a journey. And he was like playing the copyist <laughs> cop that's been burned, like from the jump. Like there was nothing confusing about what was happening mm. there, personality-wise. And then as he's going to select his arsenal of chainsaws, and then he just and it's supposed to look cool, like him chopping into that giant log. And even the guys like my aching banana. I lo- I watched that part twice because I started it yesterday and then wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything today. So I kind of did a speed run. Um, the beginning, like three minutes. <laughs> but when he's just like struggling to cut through, you know what I mean? Like when you normally watch somebody like getting their weapon, it's like kind of cartoonish, like slicing through things easily, but he's just struggling. <laughs> it's like this demystification of the weapon of the first one into something ridiculous. And the fact that by the end, he has two small ones in holsters and one large one. He's carrying three whole chainsaws. <laughs> And it's it's like the movie is absolutely doing that on purpose. Um, I was listening to a documentary, which I will link on the page. It's called "It Runs in the Family," and it's it's all about uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. And the writer very specifically said, like Toby did not want to do the same movie. Like, why would he want to do the same movie? They specifically wanted it more comedic. In fact, it was even more comedic. But apparently, when uh, Golden Globus saw it and saw people laughing at it, they're like, "Put the monsters back in." People are laughing too much. So it was supposed to be even more comedic. It makes me oh, so happy. Well, it's the old Joe Dante doing Gremlins too. Yes. If you're going like, to make oh, me I'll do come this. Back, but, <laughs> but totally different genre of movies I'm giving you. Because this, I can't remember. Was this right after he redid Invaders from Mars? Or was this in between? Oh, crap. No, I think this was after. Know. He did Life Force, he did Invaders from Mars, and then this. All I know is it's after Poltergeist because I'm watching this and I'm like, you can see Spielberg. Like, this is going to sound weird, but there are moments where I'm like, oh, no, you see that 80s adventure fantasy aesthetic? Absolutely. Like, when, okay, anytime a light shines in the background and it, like, splits through the fog. Oh, yeah. And it looks like Goonies. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. This is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, but it looks magical. I mean, half the stuff when you get to... Uh... Texas Battlefield land. Oh, uh, uh, I'm going to live there. It, it looks like a, a Spielberg, Chris Columbus. Yeah. It looks like adult Goonies. <laughs> right? Exactly. I mean, it's a little, it's a little more guts coming out of walls. But besides that. Right. I mean, Sloth's absolutely in there somewhere. F- oh, my God. They're brothers. Oh, they're cousins. Cousins. Leatherface and Sloth are cousins. Yes. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. The, the- uh, KP. I suppose that fanfic might exist. Oh, I skipped the fanfic this one. Well, I skipped the fanfic on this one because I already went through the slasher fandom, stumbled into that. And so I already knew what was waiting for me this time. So I just said, I took a quick peek, <laughs> dipped in, and immediately did an about face because it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> But maybe somewhere in the 400 things on AO3 is the crossover you wanted. <laughs> yeah, but them just like being cousins and going fishing when they're kids. Like, oh, try this mask. Oh, I don't need a mask. Have you ever worn a cool t-shirt? I can try a t-shirt, you know. Well, that's the thing, because he's always very formal. 
Yeah. Their face. Exactly. The whole story of family are snappy dressers. <laughs> oh, my God. We haven't even talked about Cook. We've left uh, great now completely. Sawyer. See, I think like, the damper. only actor who is from the original, right? Yeah. Yeah. The only holdover from the first movie. It was supposed yeah, to be he's Gunner. He's continuity. And... I like his uh, focus on uh, small business now. <laughs> he How a small businessman is getting screwed over. Yeah. He's <laughs> quite the entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, we're killing people and cooking them forever. But this is a small business. It's a family business. He's having a whole <laughs> monologue at the end there where he's just like... He's under the table losing it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, get down here, Nubbins, and he just grabs the puppet of his brother. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he's like, well, I, he got yeah. my hemorrhoids. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he got my hemorrhoids. Yeah, whatever. And then he's like, well, can't do anything yeah. around here. Might as well blow it up. <laughs> The, the, the like, speed he goes through to get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, just like previous, he was like, you know, these people are coming in trying to like wreck my business. And now he's like, I'm blowing it up. <laughs> it's a fine line. <laughs> I love that he tried to find the, the silver lining underneath, though. Well, that's going to save me a trip to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he's a practical fellow. The man got split stem to stern. <laughs> He was so happy when that chili yeah. cook off for the second year. And that woman just finds a tooth and he's like, oh no, it's one of those like hard peppercorns. One of those. <laughs> I'm like, no, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Teeth look like teeth. <laughs> this town is full of dumbasses. This is why it's working so well. How much, oh my God, how much human has this town eaten? Plenty, because it's at least two years. Plus he's got the the rat shack that he drives around. Yeah, that that town is full-on cannibal, and they don't even know it. Oh, my God. I blame the football. Yeah, yeah. It's Mrs. Lovett's meat pies level of, like... Oh, there, there's a romance. There's a romance that needs to happen. Oh, could you imagine? Right, someone who understands his business nature and his cannibalism. Yeah. Little did we know Aww. that Sweeney Todd would be taking an appearance in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, too. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the fanfic again. Pardon there me. It is. Da, 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 da. Drayton <laughs> Sawyer plus Mrs. Love. <laughs> Drayton Sawyer, by far the funniest character in this movie. <laughs> oh my! Uh, that's just <laughs> that actor just nailing it. All like he knows what the tone is. He has to be completely serious. Like Drayton is a lot, but he's serious. His his brothers are a mess, and his business is just never where he wants it to be. He's just so put upon the entire movie. Exactly. The weight of the family is on his shoulders with his straw hat. <laughs> what did you dipshits do now? Go take care of that. Like in the beginning, he, he turns on the boom box that he has in the truck. Not even like a car radio. And then you have Chop Top doing a perfect impression of him. You gotta get that money. And he comes in, kicks his ass. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I absolutely buy them as a family. They're brothers. Yes. They're absolutely brothers. It's horrible to say. Uh, I wanted more of them just interacting. Yeah. Like it, Let's get a limited series. Yes. Stars, get on that. Let's <laughs> them just do, Sawyer boys. Yeah, the Sawyer boys. <laughs> 
<laughs> they get a food tr- they, they take that food truck and they just go on the road well they cut out a whole section where they go to like a movie theater and just kill a bunch of people and like we missed out on that sh- on those shenanigans shenanigans we would have benefited so much from that sawyer nanigans oh, i think that's the part that my hero joe bob would have been in because he got cut out exactly <gasps> oh well damn joe- i blame yep. golden globus he, he was in the credits as Gonzo Filmgoer. <laughs> oh, damn. I was like, I, I didn't wish- see that. Yeah. Uh, ah, nerds. And then I had to look it up and I went, oh, apparently Joe Bob wrote a, an article after that complaining that he was cutting it out, that he was cut out of the movie and blamed on Muammar Gaddafi. Um, <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> of course. Sure. Because it was 1986. So. Yeah, it was the 80s. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we haven't talked about stretch yet. We have not talked about stretch. <laughs> stretch is so cool. Like, listen, all I want is to be like stretch as a DJ. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Just like coolest fashion, coolest, just like, you know, DJ is just an inherently cool job. That building is fun as hell. I don't know. I'm like, wh- wh- why are you, d- you, don't try to do anything else. Stretch, you're, you're, you got the dream already. Yeah. You, you don't have to be the intrepid reporter. Just. Just yeah. play play the cool music that you're playing because she was playing some hits like right. The first part of the film has like this banging soundtrack. But then she yeah. had to be a reporter and and go do the yeah. chili fest. I guess there's a reason we had to get there. Yeah. Oh, hey. Okay. So another thing from the documentary, in, an entirely storyline that was cut but written, is that she was supposed to be Lefty's like illegitimate daughter. Huh. So there was another connection besides just her trying to, I don't know, be an investigative reporter all of a sudden. It was actually supposed to be more of a, oh, another messed up family. It was supposed to be like a family thing. <laughs> that I could see that, I guess. I don't know that we needed it, but yeah. I could see another connection. Because, yeah, the, the like whiplash Lois Lane thing was kind of weird. <laughs> so that party at that hotel. What's up with the, And then uh, we get a director cameo. Yep. <laughs> the, the guy getting hit by cans. <laughs> but, he, but he had his trademark. Uh, he always had a cigar and a Dr. Pepper, apparently, on set. In the documentary, they're like, someone's entire job was to, like, you know, crack open a Dr. Pepper and give it to him. I would have loved that job. Right? Just hang out with uh, Toby Tom Savini got him one of those beer uh, hats with the two holders <laughs> so he could drink and smoke at the same time. <laughs> but just Dr. Pepper. Rest in peace, Toby Hooper. Uh, <laughs> Art original. Oh, man. Yeah, it's one of my favorite director cameos because he really just walks right in front of the camera and fires it down the barrel like, hey, it's me. Me. Hey, everybody. Enjoy the show. Boop. Finger guns. Hi, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre's Toby Hooper. <laughs> like, Hitchcock was always trying to be sneaky. He's like, nah. You don't have to try to find me. I'm right here. All that was missing was a Chiron underneath. Introducing <laughs> Toby <laughs> But I think that's the kind of movie he was making. Oh, you know? for sure. It is so Looney Tunes. Both wow. figuratively and literally. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Looney Tunes is right for me because there's like the part where they're just beating no. LJ in the head with a hammer. Well, anytime they're beating anyone with a hammer, it's not doing what I would think it would do. And it's just like, <laughs> and he still, he still gets up later. He gets up. Just a, a little skin. It ain't that, ain't, ain't that big a deal, darling. It, it, Who needs a face? Improbably. You have it. Yeah. He gets his head caved in. <laughs> half skin. <laughs> 
I mean, just hold on to this meat hook. It'll be fine. And he gets up like I get out of bed every morning. Like, oh, that's smart. That's a little tight. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, bravo, movie. I was not expecting that. First time I saw it, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like, he's, like he's on a crosstown bus. And then he's like, I'll cut, I'll, I'll cut the ropes. And you're like, oh, no. He's like, stab motion, stab motion. I'm like, no, this is, this is a bad. Just give her the knife. What is happening? <laughs> uh, I, and his last words was like. And oh. just the soft yes. last words yes. that he spoke. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> right, right. A hero. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the family dynamic is really kind of what what sells this movie to me. It really is kind of a, you know, it, do you remember Three Men and a Baby? Okay, I like where this is going. I have no idea where it's going, but I like it. <laughs> where it, you're really kind of invested in in how the, the three guys interact, the Gutenberg, the Selleck, and the Danson. Yep. Um. So I'm going to recast it and say, you know, that the Selleck is probably your Drayton character. <laughs> um, Dan, Danson clearly chop top. Um, but of course. And Gutenberg's got to be the leather face. There we go. Um, the, the, the Guten face. Yeah. And you know what? I, I'm wrong. It wasn't three men and a baby for this one. It would be three men and a little lady. Because then we've got stretch. Poor stretch. Oh, my God. Poor stretch. <laughs> Actually, what happened to her kind of rind- reminded me of, like, Ready or Not. Not that, like, you know, she gets duped, but because she just kind of gets herself into this problem, right? Uh, stretch, that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I got <laughs> no, Ready or Not, she loved that dude. Dick. Yeah. But just oh, but I- how gruesome it was, I don't know, like, how she goes completely feral kind of at the end. Oh, no, absolutely. Her, like, basically doing the Leatherface dance up on top of this mountain, and you realize she's been, like, baptized in blood. I, I, I absolutely see the ready or not vibes. The, like, I just survived a crazy family. It, yeah, it makes you wonder what happens next for her, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, who knows? I mean, the station's kind of wrecked. And she's out one engineer, so. And all the yeah. FCC fines she's going to be responsible for for playing that tape every that, that, hour. That'll, that'll be the worst thing to be like, you know what? I've done a lot of work on myself. I'm ready to come back. Boom. Just a sheet of like, I'm assuming yellow pieces of paper. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's basically what those look like. That's a lot of fines. That that's like tens of thousands of dollars. That's right. Cause Worth like, it. Because like there were curse words in there. They were dropping <laughs> f bombs. <laughs> so it was the yuppies' fault again. If they could just have died clean. When isn't it? Why are you working blue, gentlemen? You don't have to work blue. Buzz and the other guy. What was the other guy's name? I can't remember. It was like something Rick, like Prick Rick or oh, something. Oh, Rick the Prick, Rick yeah. the Prick, yeah. There we go. We found it together. What? It's something that rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> what What else could it have been if we really think about it? What else could it have been? Oh, so I know some fascinating stuff about, like, uh, the set, especially the whole, like, Texas land. Yeah. Right, because at first it was, like, they said the script was just, like, they drive into a hole. And like like hidden, and they're like, no, no, we need this to be visual. So they came up with the whole Texas land thing, and all like that, um, 
all the tunnels and stuff that was uh the set was built in an old like newspaper building so there was ink everywhere like there'd be like guys who went up to fix lighting and they'd come back down covered in ink oh man yeah and of course there's no air conditioning and they were shooting in summer in texas right so it's a million degrees yeah but all the lights in those tunnels like that was partly a solution to lighting is that when they went to get all the like bits and pieces and they went to like salvation army and stuff they found all these lights and like a bunch of them still work they just had to have bulbs in them so that was actual lighting they used to navigate those tunnels was also the set lighting oh that's awesome yeah it's like why they use a bunch of uh, Christmas uh, lights, <laughs> which is so festive and beautiful. It, it's what I love about this movie the most is that the first movie is uh, the complete and total absence of color. Everything is just kind of this sickly yellow. Yeah, like it had been baked in the sun. Yeah, exactly. And, and this one, I think you might maybe only get about 45 seconds of that at the end where everything is kind of bleached out. Yeah. Like, welcome but, to Texas. Yeah. But beyond that, it's just uh, like Technicolor nightmare for most of it. Like, it's all oh, neon yeah. drenched. It's so like mid 80s. It's. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. The, the set, like that last set is just like a work of art. They had to find, uh, they had trouble finding enough bones. They had to go to bone yards where like uh, farmers like had all their like, you know, cattle and stuff. And sometimes they weren't super clean. Yeah. So there was a smell problem for a while. <laughs> this makes sense. Yeah, yeah. They got old furniture from Salvation Army and bones from, you know, boneyards, pits, wherever you find bones. Don't worry about it. I, I love that there's just giant pits of bones around Austin somewhere. <laughs> yeah, someone's like, where do I find bones? Where do we find bones? Well, pick up the mm. yellow pages. Look up B for boneyard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Are these cinematic bones? <laughs> we need the best bones. Yeah, who got that job? Who had to go pick them up? Oh like, did God. they have to go scope them out? Did they send a pickup truck? How did they oh negotiate? <laughs> We're looking for bones. Get the hell out of here. Bam, bam. Yeah. <laughs> Negotiations no. were tense. Uh, this is Texas. It's just, I'm looking for bones. So who is it? They're bones. over there. Come on. Oh, man. It's Do both you... art and horror. Like, just perfectly put together. All the little tableaus. Like, the skeleton sunbathing. <laughs> like, like this, yeah. who's the artist in the family? Who do you think the artist in the family is? I'm going to go Chop Top. Yeah, I can see he, that. He needs a constructive yeah. hobby to deal with his nom experience. Yes. All right. <laughs> it's that, or nom land. Nom land, nom land. <laughs> nom land, oh God. And he's just dancing around with his brother puppet in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he really is. He's just pure joy, isn't he? He really, uh, I love him. <laughs> I mean, he's fundamentally broken, but also he's full of joy. Bill Mosley is the king. I love that guy. <laughs> he, he makes this movie. Him and him and Drayton, I have to give him his, his propers because he wasn't in a bunch of stuff, which is, you know, so much the loss for us because he is the perfect... Jim Sidow, I believe his name is. Drayton that sounds Sawyer. right, Sidow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and hell yeah. He was only in about seven or eight things. I think the only other thing after this that anybody would have seen him in was a Toby Hooper episode of Amazing Stories. Um, Aw. He's like, come on, be on Amazing Stories. Oh, I love it. I would love so much more of him in movies. Like, he, it would have been yeah. such a blast to get more of that, like completely unhinged character actor like he should have been every used car salesman on tv for 20 years 
<laughs> just give him a car dealership. I'd pay to watch the commercials. He could have been booked and busy. Yeah, he would have been. Absolutely. To me, he's just like unhinged James Garner. Like <laughs> Rockford Files got weird. Yeah, Rockford Files, but he's just driving a car made of bones. You, you know, know, like <laughs> try, try, but and he's taking on lawyers who are screwing over small businesses. Yeah. <laughs> they never mention the cannibalism. Right. How great would that be? I'm telling you. <laughs> it's a missed opportunity. It's the meat. You got you can't skimp on the meat. Have a have a eye for meat. This town loves prime meat. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't have um like a high opinion of this town. It's Dallas. That's the wild <laughs> thing. It's Dallas. <laughs> Dallas burn. Well, the the crew and everybody was from Austin, basically. So oh, yeah. this might just straight be a Dallas burn. This is just them dunking on <laughs> Dallas for the entire time. You'll notice it absolutely is not Austin. Oh, so. no. <laughs> Clearly. No, 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 no. We're not like those weirdos in Dallas. <laughs> They're just cannibals and don't even know. They'll, they'll eat anything. Uh, yeah, they won't even think about it. <laughs> they don't even know what teeth look like. It really, truly makes me happy that both films were, were shot in Austin, I believe, yeah. if I remember right. Oh, and talking about that scene, what about the Fry House? The Fry House is so Dar- great. I made you a Fry House, darling. Like, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> you know what? That is fairly sweet. You know what? That move would probably work on me. I wouldn't be expecting it. I come back, there's a Fry House. He spent $100 on those fries. There were so many fries there. Yeah, those look good fries, too. Look like they had the skin on. Mm. They did. Oh, they're probably human. It's just human fingers. <laughs> god damn it. Oh, God. <laughs> Nothing in that town is not human. <laughs> Here, God. <laughs> they're vegan place. <laughs> the vegan place is actually where you get, like, a chicken sandwich. <laughs> That's right. That's... The vegan place is chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, does Texas even have vegan places? Let's be real. Maybe There's one. Take that, Dallas. It's on a street corner in Austin. Yeah, it's in Austin. Ne- next to six barbecue joints. I- I'd like to apologize to all our-, our Texas vegan listeners. Very sorry. I'm sure there's dozens of you. Um, watch it all. Watch every like all the viewership drop. I. <laughs> Joking about vegans took it too far. And an episode about cannibalism. He's like, listen, I'm a vegan, but I'm also a Texan, so fuck you and fuck you. And I'm like, you're right. That sounds on brand. I can anticipate that. I can respect the hell out of that. Yeah. How do you guys get canceled in Texas? Well, (laughs) funny story. We talk shit about the vegans. I mean, I've been to Texas like twice. I don't understand why you guys do armadillo racing. I don't think that's fair to the armadillos, but what do I know? (laughs) All right, I have questions. Are they on foot or do they roll up? So what had happened was... (laughs) I have the same question. The exact same question. First and foremost... Never mind. Okay, so in a past life of mine, they used to send us in like a leadership program to where the corporate location was, which was in Texas, Houston, Texas. And then the second year I went, we went to San Antonio 
And when they used to go to Houston, apparently they would take all these young corporate people, young future leaders of the company, they would take you to a Houston Rockets game. No, I wasn't that lucky. I had to go armadillo racing. (laughs) (laughs) There was no choice. There was no choice. I I didn't get a choice. Like before they used to take you to a baseball game, apparently. And then by the time I got there, they were like, we'll take you. To a bar, there's tequila tasting and armadillo racing, and so these big guys are in this tiny, like wooden box. Like, and you each get an armadillo, and they make you put gloves on, and you kind of go chase after the armadillo to get it to cross the line before the other person. And like, I I was horrified because. The, the two people that I saw doing this at first, as soon as I walked into the establishment, they were not tiny men. They were very <laughs> large, hulking, drunk men chasing oh, no. after poor little armadillos. Oh, no. <laughs> I just, I need to make sure I heard this story right. So... You were dismayed about the fact that you didn't go to a Houston Rockets game, but rather went to a bar to see two giant <laughs> men chase armadillos. Yeah, it's like a wooden area. It was like a, they had like a, a whole setup for it so that the armadillos couldn't get out or the people couldn't get out. So like, if you don't want to the area. <laughs> I was like, you guys get to go to baseball games before this, and I have to come watch poor armadillos be. <laughs> I mean, Here's I do. The thing. I might choose the armadillo racing. <laughs> yes, Meg, yes. That's like, I feel bad for that armadillo for, you know, for, for a minute or two. But then I feel but like. But then I, you'd be like, holy shit. I, I grabbed that bottle of Shiner, and I'm standing there, yeah, and I'm like. Kick it back. <laughs> You want to know what? This is a sport. <laughs> I, I do know that uh, there is a chicken shit bingo. Where it's just a, a square, like, mapped out like a bingo thing with numbers. Yeah. Everyone gets their card and they set chickens out. And if the chicken poops in the square, uh, you mark it off. Okay. Right? Like, I can dig that. That seems pretty laid back. And that's chance. But, like, where do the chickens get released from? I have questions. Because, like, if no. you let one cross, you have to have, like, oh. different areas. And then, go, like, some go. air drops in to the I'll middle of from, the floor. Yeah. <laughs> from, from a helicopter. Chuck them to the free space. Chuck them to the free space. Yeah, you know, it's... like, Lincoln, you know, Breath of the Wild. You just gotta, you know, pick them up right over your head and just fling them right over. The <laughs> Chocobo. It's the, it's the turkey drop from WKRP is how yes. that works. Uh, <laughs> I, I, God, I thought they could fly. <laughs> every, every, every Thanksgiving. Uh, it gets me every Thanksgiving. So good. So good. <laughs> but that really is the vein that this movie is in, too. It's yes, just, it, this is true. Yeah. I, it, it just astounds me. It just... I think we've talked about this before, how visually different they are and how, how each one visually looks like the decade it was made in. Yes. 100%. You have the, uh, uh, was it Daniel Pearl was the cinematographer for the first one? And that's like the, this, like, it looks like this, like, you know, uh, like hazy 70s. As I said, we said it looks like a snuff film. It looks kind of like a documentary. It looks dirt, like it's beautiful, but also you feel like this is bad. This is bad. I feel bad watching this. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a great film, but you also feel that dread. Where this very much looks like an 80s kind of fantasy action film with also some chainsaws. And they both hit it so well. Like, they know what, the, both movies knew what they wanted to be and were that movie. So, yeah. <laughs> You've seen the original poster art for this movie, right? You know what? One thing I was thinking of, because I couldn't get my mind off it. Maybe I just missed it because I looked away. Because, uh, you know, I, uh, sometimes it was like so grotesque. I was like, oh, dear God. But fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's fair. You know, Lefty's just running through and he's just like, he knows that stretches down there, but he gets. And he correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like he just gets sidetracked by seeing his friend, and then he goes bananas, right? And he starts like just chopping into everything. And I, and part of me, I don't know why I sat on that, but I'm like, was he just like trying to level up with his chainsaws? You know, like a video game where he's just yeah. grinding before he gets to the big boss, so that he can level up with his chainsaws before the great big duel battle. Well, for sure. Well, in fairness, so like, what's interesting is like, so if we're talking about family, like, so that's his nephew. So I think they were trying to like make another line that he has become like vengeance focused because it was like his nephew, and I think, I think Sally's, who was like the final girl in the first one, was supposed to be his niece. So there's this idea that like, you know, I have to take out this family, but also it's just Dennis Hopper going nuts with chainsaws. And then he gets and I appreciate that energy. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then I felt so bad where the timing yeah. is like so perfect, uh, where he's just going bananas, can't hear her screaming nope, over nope. the sound of two chainsaws because it's his yeah. leather faces and yeah. she's crying <laughs> in the middle. Of the oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like thanks, Lefty. But I think he got like he got off. <laughs> Stretch what? is fine. He'd love to help her, but the main goal right now is to take it all to the ground. Just to tear everything down. Also, yeah. let me posit that I could probably still hear stretch screaming over two chainsaws um, yeah she's yeah. good at that the lungs that that caroline williams has uh, are incredible her scream is mm. it's got to be top five all time for for oh, yeah. me like oh, yeah. for for what, what what's the the horror term the scream queens i kind of hate that but like for yes oh, the yeah. scream I queen mean, is a <laughs> <laughs> that entire dinner sequence. Yeah. Oh, God. You have you have Drayton babbling and her screaming for like if, if it had to be lo- it felt longer than it was because yeah. I was like oh God it's just and again I think it's on purpose like it's overwhelming. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's talking about the meat industry and she's screaming because she don't want to die. <laughs> oh, and even when they're holding her over the bucket and like oh go poor paw paws trying to get her with the, with the hammer. It's freaking just, grandpa. God. And it's like everywhere because Leatherface is like, well, I guess I gotta do this. Oh yeah. He's like, just that little like shrugs, but, but <laughs> that the butt move. <laughs> but my girlfriend, fine. <laughs> the shrug makes me laugh so hard every time I <laughs> yeah. see it. Well, what do you want me to do? I, why? why? Yeah, what? I just, what, what, what can't Chop Chop do it? Why do I have to do it all the time? <laughs> oh, wait. I know why Chop Chop can't do it. The man can't focus. No. <laughs> Leatherface is the more put together of the two younger brothers. Which is saying a lot. It's saying a lot. <laughs> he can focus. He really can focus. Like the way he was like, you know, skinning that dude. That's focus. Yeah. Oh, God. That was so gross. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
I did cover my eyes. And I was like <laughs> sitting down to eat dinner. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I ate the salad. That's all I ate. It was on my yeah. plate. <laughs> like, got a plate of ribs and a few sausage. Oh, right in the garbage. <laughs> Didn't want to dig into the roast beef, huh? Um, so, what cracked me up about him doing that is that he just had the the little electric knife, so he just had the babyish chainsaw, like, like it was Thanksgiving yeah. dinner. Yes. I know you have more equipment. What is this? <laughs> the electric carving knife. There's just something about the noise that he needs in order to. Yeah. Well, it's dainty work, especially yes. around the face. Yes. <laughs> La, 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 la. A clean cut. A clean cut. Not exactly. hacking things yet. He is an artiste. I have never seen an electric knife cut that clean in my life. Well, well, here's the thing. Like, Leatherface has been doing this for a while, you know? True. He, he is a true artiste. Yeah, yeah. He's put that 10,000 hours in. Yeah. He's a suit-up version. He works on all of his chainsaws and knives because there was some stuff where those chainsaws were going through where I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> Like he just starts spinning around in the radio station. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Poor girl just screaming in the corner. Yeah. He's, his, cut, uh, his, he's cutting boxes, cutting yeah. walls. <laughs> his his little hip wiggle dance every time, like when he's excited. Oh yeah. He's like yeah, and the chainsaws up top. I'm like, you know what? Kind of adorable, terrifying, but also adorable because he's excited. He really he he's a, a puppy dog wrapped in chainsaws in a lot of this movie. Yeah, this is true. Uh, <laughs> This is true. It's just so goddamn adorable sometimes. <laughs> You're like, what? oh, buddy. Oh, no, wait. You, you, you are a deranged killer, too. What, I remember he, this now. Yeah, when he's not dismembering people and cutting the, the yeah. back of people's heads off. Yeah, which, you know. Maybe what, a bit of a family influence. What, one of my favorite lines in the movie is, is Dennis Hopper when, when the, the other cop is like, you know, they just come up to ta- Dallas and go wild. Oh, he went so wild he cut the back of his own head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think those are really good cops. I gotta be honest. I mean, their slice is on the door. Yeah, yeah. And we know, like, one of that guy's head is is severed, and who knows what happened to Rick the Brick? Just too much paperwork. We only ever see his glasses. Yeah. He's like, let's get this cleaned up. I, I, I don't need to fill out the, the sheer number of forms yeah. involved in a homicide. I'm yeah. an accident. It's easier. Yeah. We'll call it a misadventure mm-hmm. and get on with our day. Chili contest is tonight. <laughs> You're right. Got to get to that chili contest. <laughs> Dallas. I, the, the other great thing, I keep going back to the chili contest because Drayton Sawyer is just gold. He's so every, proud. Every minute that he's in, when he takes that thing full of chili and cradles it. Oh, oh, oh. Why are they filling that trophy with chili? They overfill it to begin with. <laughs> and then it's just sloshing around. And then she's eating out of the trophy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Those people can go all go to hell. There's, it's it's like taking a drink out of the Stanley Cup or eating your your Fruit Loops out of it. I get that. Um, I, I understand that, but that is not human chili, as far as we know. Who knows what these teams get up to? How long do you have the Stanley Cup that whole year? Yeah, until the next until the next oh, year. Oh God! Yeah. Oh God! You know, you know, there's been horrible stuff in that thing. Eyeballs, kidneys, ball bladders. Probably one whole human foot. Right? And yet they continually take it and drink out. You can never clean it enough. You can never clean it. I'm so worried about hockey. Not to get too far afield. Um, 
but I know for a fact that one guy has changed his daughter's diaper in it. Um, that makes sense. That makes the, sense. Yeah, yep. It God was also damn it. in Dallas. Um, <gasps> oh, you know what? I'm, I'm very concerned about Dallas, everybody. It started as a joke, but I'm getting real concerned. <laughs> it was thrown off of the roof of, I want to say it was... It was either Vinnie Paul or Dimebag Daryl from Pantera. Thrown off of their <laughs> roof and dented as it as they tried to throw it into the pool. It hit the side of the pool. What? Um, oh, this seems like a bad idea. They should not let teams have free reign with the Stanley Cup. Okay. We, maybe we talk about the end there. Yeah. When, uh, when Lefty jumps down just as they're like very ineffectually trying to hammer... Uh, stretch over the tub and he just starts with boys, boys, boys. (laughs) Also, I I want to rewind about 15 seconds in the movie to grandpa trying to hit stretch with the hammer. Uh, And then Drake gets upset and just grabs it and does it. But then he drops it on the floor like three, four times. Sometimes Uh. forward, sometimes backward. Sometimes he gets it in the bucket. Like... He hits her twice. <laughs> yeah. And Chop Top at one point feeds him from his, <laughs> from his freaking clothes hanger. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> like a baby bird. While we're here, how many times do you think Dan Aykroyd saw this movie before he made Nothing But Trouble? Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Thank you for bringing this up. Because I was like, Megan, whatever you do, this is another podcast reference. <laughs> you got to say how this is absolutely nothing but trouble. Everything about the last part of this movie is nothing but trouble. It really and but truly with, is. Without the, without the penis noses, somehow Dan Aykroyd made it more disturbing. And bravo to him. Yeah. But Nothing you, I saw in this film is as disturbing as that penis nose. No, I, and I can't believe it. But Tom, <laughs> Tom Savini oh. did not work on Nothing But Trouble and Nothing But Trouble more disturbing. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, 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 oh. You're, you're telling me yes. the LG's peeled off faces <laughs> is not as yeah. traumatizing as the penis nose. What? <laughs> yeah, Do you no, not? no, because like this makes sense. The, the, the face coming off makes sense. It's Texas I was expecting it. That's what other makes sense. I'm saying. (laughs) But but I was enough. Here's the thing. It's the sense that does it for me. The penis nose makes no sense. I don't know why it's there. And I think it's something to do with Dan Aykroyd. So it's reality and it freaks me out. Whereas this movie, I know that was written and it makes sense in the movie and I don't have to worry about real life stuff. Okay. Okay. Right. I don't know if, if, if you remember the terrible looking hot dog that went in underneath the flaccid oh, penis nose of stop. Dan Aykroyd. Oh no. I that, think someone put ketchup on it too. Yeah. That to me is uh, more gut churning. Uh, so my my brain just deleted that scene, by the way. Like yeah. I, I remember a hot dog. I remember a train and then I remember nothing else. So, yeah. uh, so, KP, your, your, brain, your brain is protecting you. Good job. Good job, KP's brain. I hope it protects me tonight. From seeing LG oh. in my dreams. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> you know what? Well, there was no hot dogs involved, so you're, you're safe. If you want a little sorbet, just Google Dan Aykroyd's penis nose, and then you'll feel better about LG. <laughs> you're a monster, man. Right? That's cold-blooded. A monster. <laughs> I, usually I sandwich the horror movies with like an episode of Steven Universe or Gumball to erase the drama. Oh, that makes save, sense. Save me, gems. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah. Also, a thing that I found out when I was doing the research for this is that Beetlejuice was inspired by this film. What? Did you not know that? No. Yeah. I did not know this. Yeah. So Michael Keaton based Beetlejuice on Chop Top. Holy shit. Okay. I'm seeing the okay. connections there. Oh, I'm doing that brain meme just so you know. Galaxy right? brain? Oh, my God. It's just growing bigger and bigger. And I'm like. <gasps> Galaxy this brain. This makes sense. <laughs> this makes sense. How great is that? I, I kind of love it because like now that I can see it, I'm like, aw. So I, I feel like the last 40 minutes of this movie, give or take, exploded off like an entire new genre of stuff. Because Rob Zombie yeah, never would Rob have made Zombie. a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Rob Zombie, House of a Thousand Corpses is completely the last half yes. of Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Yeah. It's just a cover version of that. Extended Including out Bill Mosley. Yes. <laughs> Who, like, again. Yoink, yoink. <laughs> best part of those movies too um uh, it's so weird because like for me like i don't jive with those films but i totally jive with this film and i i think it's tone because mm-hmm. it's it's tongue-in-cheek and and those get a little too they want to be tongue-in-cheek but they're not they're not and it's like that's Bill Mosley in it. And uh, not to go too far, but I'm like, ah, you know what? Just not for me. That's okay. Yeah. See, that's the beauty of horror. I know not to even put him on. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, nope. No, thank you. I, like, I've seen Rob Zombie live. He's fantastic. He's a showman. He is an, like, but I know yeah. that, like, from a movie standpoint, <laughs> that I would not, yeah. that would not be an enjoyable experience. <laughs> It's true. I can look at it objectively and go, this is well done, absolutely what it is, but also no, not like not not for my brain. Yeah. I, I, I can say I honestly enjoy Devil's Rejects, but the rest of them are, are not so much for me. Yeah, well Devil's Rejects is like a rejects is like a whole nother genre anyway, you know? Yeah, it, it's essentially the <laughs> it's basically Texas Chainsaw One. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my brain just expanded again. Oh, it, it's filling the room now. <laughs> I mean, there's so many connections. I, I'm I'm straight the Pepe de Silva meme now. <laughs> it's always sunny. I've made connections. Oh God. So yeah, and then and, and then Lefty comes into the room. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. With boys, boys, boys. Boys, boys, boys. And Dre is like, what are you, a competitor? Who sent you? Yeah, who comes into a man's house like that? That's yeah, the American way of entering a man's house. And then the whole, who are you? And he's all like, the lord of the harvest. Badass line. And then Drayton follows up with, what is that? Some sort of like health food thing? Is that the new health food outfit? <laughs> It in a uh, way. And that's hilarious, right? Because here's this man coming for vengeance who's lost everything, who's spent the yep. past, who knows how many, it probably feels like hours, <laughs> chopping everything. Yeah, just chopping, <laughs> chopping. Yeah. Just grinding to level up throughout the cave. And like this man, it's like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a, it's just like, they don't even know, know they exist. Yeah, you go through this whole thing. It's the moment you've been waiting for, and this asshole's just going, "Where are you from? The the, the barbecue catering company? Yeah. Or like, yeah, yeah. 
Are you hired? I'll give you hired help. I'll give you some money. <laughs> he's not even taking it seriously when he's getting chainsawed in the butt. No. <laughs> oh my god! And then we get a chainsaw fight. That is epic, by the way. I don't like using oh. that word either, but goddamn. Oh, I was like, here. Oh, here comes. Here comes. <laughs> Chainsaw lightsabers? Yes, please. <laughs> please. And then Grandpa trying to help with the hammer. <laughs> and bonking poor Leatherface. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not the chainsaw through the gut that finishes it. No. It's his Grandpa bonking. <laughs> oh, and then the grenade, I guess. And he, he looks so bummed out when that hammer hits him. Right? You know what? Because this is a movie about family, and that was kind of a betrayal. <laughs> not intentional, but still. Grandpa? The one time he would have hit, hit like a total bullseye, he just hits him right between yeah. the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he can aim, apparently. <laughs> Not when it counts. Just drops that hammer a hundred times. It gets funnier every goddamn time. <laughs> you know what it kind of reminded me of? Like that meme, or what is it? That like famous SpongeBob gif where he's just like frantically cleaning everything. That was the panic I was having at that scene because it's like, you know, like in the back of my mind, I'm like, Lefty is somewhere, but they're all screaming. Like, <laughs> can't just hit her in the head. She's having a total meltdown. <laughs> it is chaos. Pure chaos. Oh, God, that's Thanksgiving with the Sawyers every year. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. <laughs> Who's cooking the turkey, the not turkey turkey? <laughs> yeah, oh, my God, and Grandpa's going to come out. we got to do this whole thing with Grandpa, and no one can eat till Grandpa hits someone in the head with a hammer. Chop Top always forgets to chop up the, the cranberry sauce. It's just sitting there in the can style. And he and forgot he, up, he lost. And on top of that, he lost the can opener. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, nobody said he'd do it. <laughs> God damn it, chopped off. You know he both did. And then he just puts on the nubbin suit and tries to use the can opener. <laughs> he does a little dance. <laughs> God almighty. There's your sequel. The sequel we needed. We didn't Shutter. get it. Shutter, give us money. Oh, how do we yeah, get come on. poor grandma? They roll, do you think they roll grandma out of that uh, oh, tomb? They absolutely. Got well, they, they make Leatherface carrier down all the time. <laughs> it's a real bummer. It's like Sunday night dinners. Time to get grandma. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, poor Leatherface. <laughs> I wanna. Ugh. Trying to do the fireman carry with her. Oh, God. Yeah, you get your butt up there. You take care of your grandma now. Don't be disrespectful. <laughs> I can see her derriere. I will tell you, at some point, I was like, I know she's dead, but what if she wasn't? And then she just turns the chainsaw on and kills poor Stretch. I wasn't sure I, where I, it was I, going, I'll be honest. I, I swear to God, her, her, her neck moves at one point. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's... Like, just... I don't know if it's the wind at that point, but I'm like, who the fuck knows with this family? She could be alive. Grandpa's alive. Great. <laughs> Maybe he's still pretty young compared to Grandma. Like 10 more years, he'll be there. What was he, 130? Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah, it was like 100. Yeah, it was definitely 130 something, I think. It's it's all liquid diet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and I mean, obviously, they're living. Okay, right's not the right word. <laughs> good, good clean living. <laughs> Like, um, what's the word here? Healthy? Nah. Living long? I don't. 
you know what? They're living, but I don't even think living is the word. <laughs> you know they <what>? persevere. <laughs> You dress well, you feel well, too. And he had just that nice suit and tie. That is, that is true. That is true. They must be so disappointed in Chop Top with his hippie wear. But even him, he's got that nice neighbor jacket. That you is know? true. You know, he's of his time. Yeah. He's got his flair, his buttons. I mean, he even had a wig. You know, you're right. You're right. You know, Chop Top, I apologize. Yeah, march to the beat of your of your own drummer. Mm. I really wanted him to come back out with another wig once you got to. <laughs> well, uh, apparently, uh, they a uh, million dollars was cut from their uh, budget as they were filming, so they probably couldn't afford another wig. There's no way that Sonny Bono wig cost more than five dollars. Well, that five dollars, that was it at a certain point. <laughs> well, we can't, we can't five dollars, please. That's all going to Dr. Pepper. That's a good point. How did they not sponsor? And yet, look what Schneider they pulled Bach off. Did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like considering that they didn't, like they had even less money than they thought. Like that movie looks great. It looks amazing. Agreed. It traumatized me. Ten out of ten. Like yeah. oh, no. this set. Well, I just, I'll be fine. This set. The <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. At you. In case he says I'm traumatized, I cackle. <laughs> I, gotta say, well, I, I love that. That's last... where we are as friends at this point, where we yeah. just laugh at each other's trauma. Yeah, I started. Like 8:30 last night, and by the time it was like 9:20, I was like, "Oh no, um, we gotta go to bed in about 30 minutes. Let's um put on some lo-fi music and just decompress." Yeah. <laughs> like, we need to get crazier. So I was like, "I need some lo-fi music." Yeah. Right before she goes tumbling down into the into the cave. Study girl, save me. I want to create like a lo-fi uh, study beat animation, which is like a leather face working at a table. Just working at the table. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A pet in a wig. Oh, he's watching Chop Top's wig. You know. He's working on his little electric knife. <laughs> he's got he's got a little photo of Stretch with a heart on it. Aw. Yeah. That's his, that's his high school girlfriend. This is a high school leather face. It's an, it's an AU. Don't worry about it. I'm just working on it on the side. I didn't realize they made that movie a couple years ago, and I don't need to see it. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, there, there's like a high school Texas Chainsaw Leatherface. The, they made an origin movie. Oh, yeah, that's not necessary. You don't need that for everybody. Yeah, I don't I mean, have the answer is his family. Yeah, I don't have questions about where he came from. Yeah, Live in the now. He came from cannibals. <laughs> he came from cannibals. Generations right. of cannibals. I feel like this is not. <laughs> Like, new to their family. No. It's it's not a complicated idea. (laughs) You don't wake up one morning and go, you know what I think we should do with the family? Kill and eat everyone. Yeah, out of the blue. You know what? Yeah. (laughs) Sunday dinner and you're just bored. I can't eat pork chops again. Well, you know what I mean? Like, People chops. <laughs> we go back to like, okay, we did. We have our movie from the 70s. We have our one from the 80s. Okay, so we're going to go back to the 60s. We're going to go to communes, and it's the commune that went wrong. Like, that's that's what happened. Well, it just downer partied absolute, itself yeah. out. Yeah, absolutely. I, that, you know what? That is probably distressingly close, I'm sure, to one of the scripts that was written. It's got to be out there. It's They're parallel to a cult. 
But they're family. It's better than a cult. Because <laughs> there's love. Yeah. Did, did anybody else see the other fun fact about this movie? In Austin, Texas? Nope. Blade on us. It's, yeah. res- it's responsible for the film community in Austin, Texas. That's awesome. Oh my God, that's beautiful. Like the Austin Film Commission, everything that's been made in Austin since. Like this movie is responsible for it. The people that made it, like one of the, you know, one of the commissioners is is the guy that ran that. Like, so Richard Linkletter's career is directly tied to check Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. I was just shut up. I was just about to go. So all of Richard Linkletter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh oh yep. man. Yep. The whole community. In fact, I'm trying to remember. That's it what was... I love about the Austin film community. <laughs> they stay. I keep getting older, and they stay the same age. I, oh God. Thank you. Did um, you like my McConaughey? That was good. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. So, so Kit Carson, the guy that wrote this, uh, discovered the Wilsons, um, like helped fund Bottle Rocket. Um, oh, oh, a world the, without Owen and Luke Wilson. It's a weird world. Right. One of the... <laughs> I can't remember if it was the a, a DP for... For Linkletter or, or who it was, but he was one of the assistant camera operators on this. Like, there's a whole article in the Austin Chronicle. I'll, I'll see if I can find it and put it in the show notes. But it goes right down oh, yeah. the line with everybody that worked on this and all and the way oh it came together. And like, without Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Oh, I love I love this so much that it is the origin, the nexus point. And it's such a wild, stupid movie that nobody really liked. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Absolutely one of those, like, it takes 20 years for people to go, hey, you know what? Actually, that's pretty good. Which kind of marries us to Scott Pilgrim, the last movie we did. Hey, well, we are connecting. Okay, maybe we can connect this to every episode. Okay. Let me get the list. Okay, I got you. <laughs> House of Wags, if we're going to talk brothers and family. <gasps> yes. Yes. And, even, and when they tried to, if like you were saying, where they tried to mirror potentially, like, lefty and stretch yes. being, they could have mirrored that. Right, the whole sibling thing. Yes. <laughs> Y'all, if you haven't seen House of Wax and we're talking about the remake, dude, it's better than you think it is. I will say this Boo. too. When he went after Stretch fell and Lefty's like getting ready, I don't know, there's like the two figures that he's like standing between for a hot sec there where he's yeah. getting ready before he goes into the cave. I had a moment of panic and I said, please, your God, don't be like a House of Wax. Oh, no. I'm okay with oh, bones. No. The bones everywhere yeah. was perfectly fine. <laughs> KP needs dry, needs dry bodies, not yeah, wacky yeah, bodies, yeah, please. Yeah. But I had they a moment. Yeah, I had a moment where I'm like, don't tell me they're into wax figures too. I you just want to put a message in Slack. I'm out. That's it. I, <laughs> just I'm out. I never would have thought about it, but this would be a kick-ass double feature. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That'd be fun as hell. Oh, I like this. Okay, we're going to buy a theater. What one do you start with? What goes first? Oh, man. I feel like... I, you go first. I'm going to go House of Wax first. Yep. I think me too, because I think I, I think you end on the uh, this the energy of this film. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Like, you kind of can't beat the dance at the end. Oh, stretch. 
<laughs> Stretch is about to start a, a whole new chapter in her life with chainsaws. <laughs> How great would it be if that's where she ends up? She just becomes one of those chainsaw artists. Oh my god! <laughs> Making bears and shit. She just spends the rest of her life carving like ice blocks for weddings. Oh, oh my god! Of course it would be ice. Yeah. Oh, and every third one turns into like Lefty or Leatherface for trauma. <laughs> and we gotta have a couple a memorial to LG. Yeah. Oh, of course. She's so, like, I loved it, and then just knock it over. So she makes the French fry house, but out of ice. <gasps> Aww. It's a drink to go with your French fry house. <laughs> yeah. It's got a little Shinerbach tap in it. Uh, this is this has been a ride so far. <laughs> this is why I love doing this show. It's so much fun. <laughs> this is the podcast this movie deserves. Like, here's the thing: there are tons of movie podcasts out there. Yeah. There's only one of these. Oh yeah. Who who else has gone on a Stanley Cup tangent? If we kept it in. Yeah. <laughs> if not, now. you'll enjoy the interlude. <laughs> Just know it was there. It was fabulous. Now I'm honor bound. That whole fucker's going to be in there. It's <laughs> <laughs> a supersized episode. It's going to be an hour and a half long, but really it's like an hour, but with 30 minutes of Stanley Cup talk in the middle. Mm, you're welcome, everybody. Because we love you. Um, yeah. <laughs> like family. And this is about family. Whoop, whoop. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, somebody got that and really enjoyed it. That was the best. Um, (laughs) We salute you, our juggalo siblings. Somebody's just doing dishes. I'm like, wait, are they down with the clown, really? Well, aren't they on the FBI, like, watch list? They used to be, yeah. But now now I think they're on the side of good. Hex, yeah. I think they always were. We just didn't know. You know what? We just what? didn't know. Misunderstood. I, yeah, exactly. Misunderstood. Hell yeah. But the, they're they're going to be shoulder to shoulder with us with the Proud Boys. We're going to take them out together. We're taking them down. Us so, and the Juggalos. <laughs> so this podcast, anti-Dallas pro-Juggalo. Well, I can't think of any better place to end than there. Uh-huh. Yep. It was like we were two yuppies driving through Texas shooting stuff, and then something happened. Our podcast is the Sawyer family in that truck, and our listeners are those two yuppies. That's right. (laughs) Ready for this? Here it comes. So if you want to be a part of our Sawyer family... Um, come join us for our film festival. It's the Anomaly Film Festival. It's November 4th through 7th, 2021. That's a Thursday through a Sunday. It's our third year, 3D. 3D because we think we're going to, hopefully, if if everything works out, we'll do it in person. We'll all be in 3D together. Like family. Yes, you'll be with us in the theater. Like family. How do you like that for a segue? (laughs) That was bravo. Matt, bravo. 10 out of 10. Sometimes you can do it. (laughs) For more information, check out AnomalyFilmFest.com, AnomalyFilmFest on all of your socials. Um, Keep an eye out, not to toot our own horns, but if you check our our socials in the next day or two, 
actually the last few days, um, you'll see some pretty red um, playlists on Spotify that went with last year's features um, from the Anomaly Film Festival. Um, There's some number one club bangers in there, I think. Right, KP? Nothing but hits. And here, as 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 the only person in this uh, podcast who didn't actually make any of those playlists, so I can be completely honest, they're amazing. Matt and KP are amazing. They're some. Rock- I, I listened to the pl- playlist from last last, like or from our first year. Still, these things. Mwah. Uh, treat your ears. You deserve it. I have to say, I give tons of credit to KP. She she did the the lion's share of the work this year and picked so many bangers. Like I get so excited. Going in and listening to him because I'm like, oh, I haven't heard that. Oh, now I have, and that rules. So, You're the queen, yeah. KP, the empress of playlists. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't be able to do it without Matt. I love going into oh, Paper God. Tigers when you gotta go get hunts and it's like perfect cleaning music. Like, <laughs> see, this is the love with which these playlists are crafted. That's right. So, so bring a little bit of us home with you and, and listen to our, our playlist on Spotify. After As you if wrap we were up sausages. listening to this. Yes. Bring a little of us home. Bring a little bit <laughs> like of us a snack. home. L- look at it like a, a, a charcuterie plate for the ears. With that, anybody else have anything they'd like to say about Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 or the Anomaly Film Festival, our our beloved festival? I can't follow charcuterie. Yeah, neither can I. Can't wait to see you all in person. Yes, we can't wait to see you. We can't wait to meet you. Ah, there it is. We are like the three main pun people anyways. Like, who let this happen? Yeah, this was... <laughs> this is a bad idea, everybody. This is what happens when the Anomal Dads aren't in the room. The three of us just get... Oh, boy. <gasps> we have no adults. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. <laughs> nope. We've been left... We've been left unattended. <laughs> I'm going to order pizza. Do it. <laughs> Don't forget the lava cakes. Okay, we'll see you next time, everybody. Love you. Bye. If you want to learn more about Rochester and Buffalo's wide range of diverse cuisines, Nominate Meals might be for you. The fun part is you have no idea what you're going to get until you pick your meal up at one of our fantastic events. All you have to do is go to nominatemeals.com and order a meal for two for $40 that features dishes from one small, typically minority-owned restaurant. We run events at Three Heads Brewing, Fatty Beer Company in the neighborhood of Play, and also Nowhere Lounge in Buffalo. We offer drink pairings for sale that pair with each dish for that night, which really adds to the experience. Go to nominatemeals.com to order your meal for an upcoming event and join the nomination.